On today's show, Isaac and I know exactly what's going to happen to Luka Doncic, Christian Wood, and the Dallas Mavericks this season. We're predicting the headlines on today's Locked on Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Hey, hey, I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. Predict a storyline for the Dallas Mavericks. There's going to be a storyline, some kind of headline or something. Let us know what the Dallas Mavericks are going to do this year. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Nostradamus know-it-all. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We got some Mavs basketball this week. Mm. Like some actual Mavs basketball happening Wednesday of this week, happening Friday of this week. First home preseason game happening Friday night. It's going to be great to be back in AAC. Wednesday night, mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, Wednesday's night, the game in Oklahoma, actually it's not in Oklahoma City, it's in Tulsa, Tulsa, but they're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, is going to be streamed on Mavs.com, and it's going to be the only way you can watch the game. So, stream it, watch the preseason game on Mavs.com, and you're going to see yours truly on the broadcast there. Myself, Bobby Corrala, Dana Larson. Hold, be, on, hold uh, on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. You said the only way to watch the game is through this Mavs.com stream, which I think will also be on League Pass as well. Like, if you have League Pass and you watch it from outside, you'll be able to watch that on there. But your stream is going to be on there. You're going to be on League Pass. <laughs> now, I wouldn't, uh, promote my, I wouldn't promote my face on League Pass here. but The pod I'm, has made it. I'm probably going to say something dumb, but <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. It's going to be hosted in Studio 41 uh, mm. for the mass. Make sure you follow Studio 41 on social media platforms and stuff. But uh, yeah, make sure you, that, I mean, if you want to watch the preseason game, watch the Mavs play preseason basketball yeah, you on got Wednesday no, you got night. No other choice. Uh, it's Mavs.com. So uh, have some fun. It'll be, a, it'll be a fun night. And tweet at me and let me know how dumb I am if uh, you really hate me. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'm excited to watch it. You and Dana Larson and Bobby Corrala. It's going to be good. Um, the rotating cast there with the <laughs> I'm ready. Cat's going to make some appearances in it and, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Chopper and the crew, they're the hardest working, uh, crew behind the scenes in the business. So, uh, it'll be wow. a lot of fun. Wow. Shots at me. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> not just the guy that produces this show. All right. On today's show, we're going to get into, we're, pre- we're predicting storylines. We're looking at yeah. what's going to be. The things that, that we're going to be talking about, probably the stuff that we're going to talk about on Lockdown Mavs next, like the next couple months. At some point during the year, we will talk about these things. And we each brought three of them. We didn't tell each other what they are before we went into this. And so I'm excited to see if any of them are the same. If any of them are the same, that'd be wild because there's so many things to choose from. But I'll start with this one. In Luka Doncic's MVP type little case, that, that'll be made. I think this will be the biggest, like the biggest thing that people will talk about nationally and locally when it talks about Luka Doncic for the MVP, which I think he's going to have a big narrative push this year. Take a drink every time we talk about narratives mm. when we talk about the MVP. 
he makes everybody around him so much better. That's going to be the thing. That's going to be the big thing that people are going to start talking about with Lucas. Look how much better he makes everybody around him. That that playoff run last year. Look how much better he makes Dorian and Reggie Bullock. And even Dwight Powell was starting games, and now he's not even getting time for the Mavs. Like, that's going to be the thing that everyone's going to talk about and focus on with Luka. It won't be the step-back threes. It won't be even his shooting. It's going to be his assists. It's going to be his passing and playmaking and how much he makes everybody else around him better. Because we're going to see a Dinwiddie-type you know, resurgence. We're going to see Christian Wood probably play better on a better team. Last couple of years, Luka has averaged uh, between 8.6 and 8.8 assists per game. It's literally been like 8.8, 8.7, 8.6, like just right in that range. And I think this year he gets to 9 and maybe even 10. And I think this is going to be the huge talking point around Luka. You think, because obviously I have a Luka one too, Um I do think this is the year for him to possibly win MVP and that he's been the, he's been the favorite over the past few years yeah. um, going into the season. And like you said, I, I think the narrative part is going to set up perfect because they lost Brunson yes. and it's going to be for a lot of people around the NBA. It's going to be, Oh, they lost Brunson. They didn't sign a, a big player. Yeah. They, tr- they traded for Christian Wood, but I think a lot of people has kind of like forgotten that a little bit. Um, but I, I think if they have a really good record, which I think they will, then this MVP case is going to be, and, and my biggest talking point for Luca is I think we're going to be discussing, is this the best season of Luka Doncic's career mm. like so far? Mm. You know, I, I think that's where we're, I think we're going to be looking at some crazy Luka numbers. He looks better. He looks better. Big fan jam takeaway here for a lot of people is like (laughs) how good a shape he looks in. You know, he he just he looks like he's coming into the season in take your drink in the best shape that he um, he has like started a season in, you know, so outside. I mean, if you want to say his rookie season, I mean, he was really skinny as his rookie season. When you look at you look back at some of those pictures, it's pretty crazy. But um I just think he's going to start better, and I think the team's going to start better, and that narrative is going to start really early on. And I think we're gonna that's going to be one of the bigger talking points, both within Mavs fans and outside of Dallas on a national stage, is Luka Doncic, this is the best season of his career. What else? I mean, we've done this podcast. We did this podcast a couple weeks ago with what he has to do to to make like an MVP candid, like candidacy season. He is still the betting favorite. According to Bet Online, he's plus 450. Joel Embiid is next at plus 600. Then Giannis at plus 650. And then Durant at plus 900. So, like, he does have a pretty big um, lead right now as far as the betting favorite to win MVP. But I think it's gonna be, it's got to be around how he makes people better. He looks better. The you know the the in shape stuff, the weight, you know, all that stuff has to be uh, has to start early. It's got to start early and often for Luca because you have to get in that conversation early. Or else you have to do a lot. Like you have to do a lot of heavy lifting in order to earn your spot into that, that MVP conversation. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna average close to thirty and ten as far as tennis. Yeah, I do think. I think his rebounds are gonna go down just a little bit. I don't think he's gonna get the 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 triple doubles. I think Javel's gonna impact that. I think Christian Wood's gonna impact that for sure. Uh, to where he might not be averaging over nine rebounds a game, but I think we could be seeing a. 29 to 30 points a game right at like 9.8 10 assist a game and he's a more efficient shooter i think we're gonna see like a higher three point you know percentage this year isn't that what trey young averaged last year (laughs) 
What? Like 30 and 10 with like five boards. No, he's not dropping down to five boards. Like, I know. I, I just don't. thought it was funny that like he li- almost literally averaged that last year. But it's 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 the difference between it's not just the it's not just about the numbers. It's about the impact about what your numbers actually bring. Yeah, yeah. So big time season for Luca. We're obviously all over that, but uh, I think it's going to be a, a big talking point throughout the year. One thing I think for, from mine is how much he makes everybody better. I think you're going to see he's got a lot of like dependent players, but he's got a lot of players that can do a lot of good stuff, but. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not getting credit for like the the points that he scores. That's that's all going to be Luca. Christian Wood, I don't know, is going to get a ton of credit for the points that he scores because it's going to be off of Luca, you know, pick and rolls. It's going to be off of Luca, you know, like driving kicks. Like he's going to do a couple things off the dribble. I'll talk about that. But I think that Luca, like in, in the the Bang Bros, obviously the Wings. Dinwiddie's kind of the only player on the team right now. And we've talked about it a lot. He's the only other creator, and so Luca's going to get credit for anything else that these other players do, whether it's true or not and I think that's going to add to the the Cole conversation around Luca and they're going to say well man look at JaVale McGee he he looks like a legit starting center and it's because he's playing with Luca and I think that's going to be a big thing that that we'll talk about and which is why I thought that this was going to be the main talking point around Luca yeah 100% oh yeah coming up why Christian Wood's impact on the team may not necessarily be the numbers that some people are predicting but he's going to have a bigger impact We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds lines inside of sports. You can go check out the uh, MVP odds: Luka Doncic plus four fifty, Joel Embiid plus six hundred, Giannis plus six fifty. All kinds of stuff on the Bet Online MVP tracker. Ben Simmons is on here, by the way. <laughs> plus twenty thousand, you can bet Ben Simmons. You put a hundred bucks down on Ben Simmons, you can win, t- and he wins MVP. You can win twenty thousand dollars. That'd be insane if that happened um, but you can check it all out it's bet online it's where the game starts also you can check out built bar you can go get your built bars right now oh the mud pie bar is back oh that one was Whoa. that one's so good they sent us a tester of that one and i love that mud pie bar it has that like oreo like cookies and cream kind of thing but like heavy on the chocolate and you love that but it's only 150 calories 17 grams of protein five grams of sugar you can get it in both the puff version with the marshmallow in the middle or just the regular uh, built bar. You can check that out right now. They have the granola bars. I've been trying those. Not the biggest fan of the granola, but I know that it's a favorite for some of our lockdown hosts. I had yeah. one the other day. It's pretty good. They're pretty good. I don't know if they're my exact favorite, but they're really good bars and they're good for you. They're great to put in a backpack to carry with you. Whatever you want to do, go check it out. And if you're going to check it out, use the promo code Locked on 15. It's the promo code locked on 15. The number one, the number five, locked on 15. To use the promo code at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we're continuing to talk about the storylines around the Mavericks. We're predicting storylines around the Dallas Mavericks. I got one about Christian Wood. Christian Wood is not going to put up the same numbers that he did in Houston, but there's going to be a talking point at one point where his numbers are going to be like, I don't know. 14 and nine or 12 and and seven or something like that. But there's going to be a talking point that says why Christian, there's going to be a headline that says why Christian Wood isn't putting up the numbers. Some thought, but he's even more impactful than you think, or Christian Wood's impact goes way beyond the numbers. And I think that's going to be a big storyline around Christian Wood. Interesting. Can I zag? Can I go a different direction? Zag it. Yeah. Zag it. Okay. So when we, when I'm thinking about storylines, we're not talking about like ESPN headlines, not all of them, 
like the Luca stuff is going to be like bigger national headlines. I'm also thinking about what's going to be debates, things that's going to be brought up between like Mavs Twitter people or yeah. fans and different stuff. So I got one for you. I'm kind of reaching a little bit. I think at some point this season, I think there's going to be a debate among fans of, hey, we should we should be playing Maxi over Christian Woodmore. That it, it's going to be an either or. It's going to be a, okay, I know Christian Wood's like probably better overall talented, but what Maxi's bringing defensively and just like his he knows his role type of thing. I think it's going to become a debate type of thing of, oh, are we sure we need both of them out there? Like, can we just play Maxi more minutes? And because I don't think that for a lot of people, I think I don't think like somebody's really mad listening to me say that right now. I was going to say someone is mad at you listening because I think it's the op- I think it's the opposite. Like, go the opposite direction with it. Yeah, because I think I think majority of people are, are going to be like they're going to lean towards the talent of Christian Wood and say, "Dude, he's so talented. We're going to be clamoring for him to start and play as many minutes as possible." I actually think it might go the other direction a little bit. That I think we could be looking at some blown defensive assignments. We could be looking at him struggling a little bit on the perimeter defensively and saying, "Hey, I think I might sacrifice a little bit of the overall offensive talent and to give a little bit more of defensive talent at this spot." That, I just think that that's a debate I think some fans might be having. Not right off the bat. The, it's going to take some time. The easy debate that I think fans are going to have is J- Christian Wood versus JaVale McGee in the starting lineup. They're going to see some numbers J- Christian Wood puts up at a certain point and say, well, let's just start J- Let's just start Christian Wood. He's already averaging like 14, 15 points off the bench. He'd be way more if he was starting and playing with Luka more and all that. I think that's an easy storyline. I'm not sure the maxi uh, one. I, think- I, don't see, I don't think that's an, it's going to be an easy one because – like he he can't guard like some of these well, bigger bodies in the in you don't have to agree. it doesn't have to be right right like it doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. right for it to be a debate but I think it is going to be a debate around yeah, people sure. is like is Christian Wood going to start but my point like my my storyline I, I want to bring is like at some point like he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to grow up in this system Jason Kidd's kind of been clear about that Nico's kind of been clear about that you got to get mm-hmm. you got to grow up in our system they. Even to the you know, there's there's big things like on the night of the the trade actually when the trade actually went down, Nico Harrison said he's got to prove stuff to us. Jason yeah. Kidd's you know put, making him come off the bench. Even small stuff like in training camp when he wanted to be part of the fives and they didn't want him to be, they didn't let him be part of the fives in a certain drill. Like you you gotta like you gotta grow up in this system. You gotta figure out what you're doing. Like you gotta know your spot and know what you're what you're doing and be good. at you know, as a defender, as a spot up shooter, as the, you know, the little things that he's going to do. And I think he'll, they'll, they'll mold him into a player that'd be more impactful than his numbers. Whereas he's been a player that's put up more numbers than he's been impactful so far in his career. Yes. We, we just don't know if he's going to do that yet. Right. Like I know, we, that's we, why I'm predicting it. That's why, that's why I'm going yeah. on. I'm going out on the limb and saying, I think at a certain point, I think, you know, we've talked about Dinwiddie and Christian Wood. They have like this interesting synergy where they're both so important for this team i think dinwiddie will put up better numbers but christian wood will have not necessarily be more impactful but have a big impact and his numbers won't be as gaudy as they have been the last couple of years for him okay okay that's my christian wood one i'm I'm going out and i'm going out on the limb because i think there's there's one thing i think we're forgetting about christian wood that i saw i saw in some of these scrimmages that that stood out and it reminded me that he's a little bit tell me tell me about what you learned from fan jam 
just that he's a little bit better of a ball handler than we thought. Like he he can put it on the deck and he can just take a couple dribbles and get to the rim and finish around the rim. And I think that's something that we're overlooking with his game, where you're not giving him the ball at the top of the key and saying, "All right, you know, dribble move, pull up, has he jumper?" Like <laughs> like you're not trying to do that. But yeah. he'll like if he shoots the ball well enough, and he and I, I'm hoping that he will this year. He should. He'll fake. You know, pump fake at the top of the three-point line. Somebody will close out really hard, and then he'll be able to dribble past them and get to the rim. He did it a bunch in, in you know, in fan jam. He's, he's done it a couple times in the scrimmages too. And I think that's an area of his game that I think will stand out a lot, and we'll see that as more of an impact. Where he'll probably do it like two times, two or three times a game, but it'll be such a big deal because he's making the defense collapse on that, and that's going to be a big deal for that offense coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, his talent is undeniable. It's just we got to see if it's going to work within the system. And, I, you know, obviously we have our players that I'm higher on Spencer Dinwiddie this season than you are. You're higher than Christian Wood this season than I am. I look at some stuff already this preseason and saying, all right, he's talking about being an all-star this year. He's giving the quote to Callie Kaplan about, you know, his, his role in seven and already dropping the extension free agency stuff you know like that line of was course like, he's thinking about that i know but that line already has my ears perked up a little bit i'm like all right are we already dropping that line of like you're coming up like we gotta you gotta prove it right like we gotta prove you gotta start off playing defense in dallas he's so using like, it as mo- he's just talking about it as motivation he's motivated i i hope so like i i hope i'm wrong about christian wood too i don't think it's like a complete flame out I just think I'm trying to manage the expectations of I don't think Christian Wood's the second best player on the team, and I'm okay with him coming off the bench and having a six-man type of year. I think that would be awesome for him. Yeah, Will he be all about that? And that's what this is what I hope the storylines are for Christian Wood. <laughs> I hope the storyline talking points for Christian Wood are not, oh, like this is, isn't working at all. They got to find a new home and like all that. I hope it doesn't like it. Like Christoph Porzingis at the end. It, that's what it, that's what it seemed like. Like, I think it, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a chance for the Christian Wood thing to end up like what Chris, what Christoph Porzingis ended up being in, you know, in the playoffs that last year. And then in the beginning of that next season where you're like, okay, well this is a, this is a lot more theoretical than it's actually practical, <laughs> you know, yeah. at a certain point with him. Yeah. So I want, I want to talk about Jason Kidd. Because okay. I, I think there's I think there's a storyline that's going to be coming out um, with on the national scale that I think is going to be a big talking point for Jason Kidd uh, in a positive way. And I think it's even going to sprinkle to the rest of his uh, coaching staff by the end of the year. Talk about next. that. Next. <laughs> we don't care about the second ad break. <laughs> it's just the first one. <laughs> All right, Isaac Harris. Oh, we didn't even have any. Dang it. <laughs> All right, Isaac Harris. We're continuing to predict the headlines, predict the talking points, predict what people are going to be talking about with this Dallas Maverick team at a certain point. And Jason Kidd going into his second year, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Jason Kidd because uh, Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks, I was talking to him recently, and he's like, hey, Good luck, second year of Jason Kidd. <laughs> I know how that goes because first year with the Bucks, they had this incredible defense. They were playing this specific style. They were playing really well. And then the second year, it just kind of all fell off. And then they had to make a change. And, you know, there's all this stuff that happened with them later, a couple years later. But, um, yeah, what, 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 what headlines or what talking points or what debates are going to happen with Jason Kidd at some point this year? 
I think it's going to go the other direction for him because of that reason. I think people know about year two Jason Kidd stuff. You look back at some of his coaching stops. Which but which I, has only been one, right? Like It's just been yeah, the Bucks because well, the Nets, he didn't make it to year two. Well, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's kind of the, um, but it's like, I think they're going to have such a good record and Luca is going to raise the four of this team. And wait, why'd you raise your eyebrows? I'm just, I'm, you're gearing up and I'm ready for it. That I think that it's going to become a big talking point of, holy crap, Dallas really did make a heck of a hire. Like for a basketball standpoint of Jason Kidd, I think we're going to have Deshaun Sweeney. Uh, future coaching jobs conversation by the end of this coming season even more no, he got no, I i'm not ready i'm not ready to have those thank you honey um just got some water sorry that's um, that's hilarious for me because your dog's name is honey and so i could just imagine your dog bringing you a bottle of water too you don't even know who gave that's what me i just ima- right that's what i'd imagine is your dog opened the door and gave you <laughs> um yeah <laughs> which is always really funny you know and you know i'm like yelling at my dog in the backyard and I'm like on the phone or like, you know, my neighbors here, like, honey, get off here. It's like, wait, are you talking to your, um, anyway, <laughs> because I think it's going to see, all right, they built off year two. He's connecting with Luca. That was already, already a talking point. We saw the smirk on Luca's face. If you haven't, we, we talked to Luca at media day. You can go to watch one of our, our media day interviews on our YouTube channel. Look at the smirk on his face. Whenever I ask him, Hey, what's the biggest difference between Rick and Jason Kidd? And he kind of is like, yeah. And he starts like, sm- <laughs> he starts like smirking a little bit and he get, like gives an answer or whatever. But like, there is a difference to that. They have a connection, a better connection than, than Rick Carlisle yes. and Luca. And I think that's going to be even more evident. It's all, it was already talked about on NBA.com, like in the, like the training camp thing. Yeah. The about, live stream training. Man, camp. y'all could really connect with Jason Kidd and stuff. Like, how, why are you? And I think because of their success, because of that, ability to connect with the players year two continued success that we're going to be talking about Jason Kidd as like, man, there was a lot of skepticism and rightfully so for some of the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the net nets, the coaching stuff. It, it was, yeah, it was warranted. The coaching stuff is coaching track record as a head coach. It was warranted. But I think after year two, a big thing is going to be like, wow, it's really working out in Dallas for Jason Kidd. And let's talk about the reasons why that's changed because I was admittedly a real was really negative about Jason Kidd in several ways, and one of those just being as a coach because we had we had seen him in the past not be a good head coach, and we had seen him like wear on players, and we'd seen him you know be tough on players, and to you know to not play a system that works well for the the players that he had, and you know all that stuff. Can't and, practice on Christmas Day if you play on Christmas Day, and, and he's. <laughs> And he's changed. He's changed his approach. Just look at that live stream practice. Like that was probably the best example we got. The the best example we got of seeing Jason Kidd. Like he begins that practice by saying, all right, what's a company? What's a foundation that any of you players, he has the players all huddled up with the coaches and everything in the middle. Uh, He knows he's mic'd up, so maybe he doesn't do this, but apparently he did it last year. He said, what's a company or a foundation that somebody has that we can support? We, we support each other. You know, Tim, last year we worked with you. He has that company, Salty Donut or whatever he has, and we supported you. And now JaVale mentions his foundation that, that you know, digs wells in Uganda, and we want to support that this year. So let's get your information. We're going to support you. And it's just that that supportive, everything is about communication. Everything is about talking to each other. He talked about listening. How many times did he talk about listening in that practice too, where he said, that's good. That example right there, he saw something happen where there was a scrimmage or there was a play that happened where 
a player wanted to to you know say something to another player, and that player that was was receiving that stopped, listened, and then gave his, gave his point of view. And he said that's a great example of listening and you know listening to your brother, listening to the, the other player on your team, because that's what we want to be. We want to be communicative and. He's got the leadership council too. That's probably something that's different than what we've had in the past. We haven't talked about this on this podcast yet, but um, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dwight Powell are the are in the leadership council. Which are we getting? Are we going two for two and traded players in the leadership council this year? Because last year it was KP. <laughs> Possibly, um, but he's got the leadership council. You can laugh about it, say that it doesn't do anything, but it at least empowers a couple players on his roster to have a voice. And I think that that's pretty interesting. And so I'm really curious to see how he does in year two and uh, and to see if all this stuff holds up from year one to two. Yeah. Do you got another one? I got one more, yeah. Right, I think too. I think veteran leadership is going to be a thing talked about with this team a lot more. I don't think we we haven't heard that that phrase being used about this Dallas Mavericks team. That oh they got they, they haven't had any. Because they haven't had many. They have veteran leaders all of a sudden. But I think Dorian Finney-Smith, they obviously brought in JaVale McGee. That's, he's going to obviously be a veteran leader that people will talk about. He's acting like it already. And, Somebody you know. we've wanted for so long. A veteran voice who's won a title, who's in the rotation. Yes. Like, yeah. not just an in-the-bench guy who's in the rotation. This is going to matter way. That's one of the most underrated parts of this whole thing is that vet voice is actually playing in the rotation. Yeah. Who's, who's been there, done that, won three titles, like yeah. all that. But I think Dorian Finney-Smith is stepping up to become the leader of this team, the vocal leader of this team, being the guy that, that steps up to people. During, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie shared this story on Theo Pinson's podcast that was awesome. He said, you know, the first couple of days I come in and I didn't want to rock the boat. This is Spencer Dinwiddie talking. He said, I didn't want to rock the boat. I wanted to just come in and not, you know, say too much, do whatever, because I'd been to places in the past just talking about the Washington Wizards, where I went to some places in the past where I came in and I was ready and I was like, you know, jumping the gun and all that, and they weren't about it. And so I just came in and I was like, all right, I'll just, you know, I'll I'll be here and I'll, I'll pass more often and I won't try to get my own and all that. And the first couple of games, he scores like four points and eight points or eight points in both games or something like that. And then he said, Dorian Finney-Smith came up to me and said, yo, what's up? We couldn't guard you in Brooklyn and now... All of a sudden, like you heard what coach said, you go out there and like, what are you doing? Go score. He said, I'm not guarding LeBron for you to not go get a bucket. That's an incredible quote from Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm not out there guarding LeBron for like 40 minutes or whatever for you to not go get a bucket. Like do your job, do your role, because that's what Spencer Dinwiddie was asked. If Luka or Brunson didn't have the ball last year, it was Dinwiddie's job to go get a bucket. And if he wasn't doing that, Dorian called him out on it. I called yeah. him out to go get a bucket and to be who you are and to do what the coaches said. And Dinwiddie said that meant more from coming from Dorian than it meant coming from Jason Kidd when Jason Kidd empowered him to like go get buckets to do what he was supposed to do. And so I think him stepping up into that role, JaVale McGee. And then I mentioned this the other day on the show. All of a sudden, these guys have a ton of playoff experience. Like all of a sudden, the core group of Mavs went from like 13 games of playoff experience to 31 games of playoff experience. And there's only, I went through the whole list and there's only like a hundred active players in the NBA that have more playoff experience than that. It's not many. There's 450 players in the NBA and the Mavericks all of a sudden have this group of players that uh, have playoff experience, have been together for a while and are getting to like year seven, year eight, year nine in their careers at a certain point. And veteran leadership is going to be a big talking point. Yeah. And they're a young team. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 
They got and, younger and, too, which is kind of the weird thing. And I would go out on a limb too and say if they do make a trade, or I, I still think they do make a trade, uh, yeah. that person they bring in is probably going to be a, a vet too. Like right, like yeah, you know they hopefully. have the open, they have an open roster spot in addition to the other two way that you know if they go out and say sign somebody or somebody gets bought out over the next week or so, they can. It's probably going to be a, a vet and maybe somebody has playoff experience. So it's just going to add to that, and that's that's such a big difference for this team to have those voices, have those guys who've been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Give me your last one. Well, mine's focused on Dorian too. I think this is the year that Love Dorian Finney Smith finally, finally starts getting the national attention for the player. He is. Mm. I think he's going to be talked about on national podcasts. I think he's going to be talked about for literally one of the best three and D guys in the league. I think he's going to get some all defensive love this year. Mm. Um, I just think I know there's no way to really measure that, but I just think this is the year he finally gets the the love and credit he deserves nationally. If Mikhail Bridges and Marcus Smart can get Defensive Player of the Year votes and even win the dang award, Dorian Finney-Smith can win this award. I don't think he's gonna win the award. I just but think he, he can. Could, I think he could get some votes and be right there for like all defensive second team, something like that. I mean, it, no one's even like no one ever talks about him at all, but. I think he's going to start getting that that credit this year. We're incredibly biased about Dorian because we just love him so much. But I agree with yes. this. I think that this is finally the year we've seen him. You know, the leadership stuff I talked about earlier goes into this, that he's going to be seen. Stories about that, uh, like Dinwiddie shared, are going to come out more because it's not like that's a one-time thing. He's been doing that all throughout the playoff run. People are going to be asked. Players are going to be asked this year, who was the player that surprised you in the playoff run or something like that or what stood out? It's like, oh, Dorian doing doing this and saying this and – it's just been an incredible run to watch him grow. Like, who, who would have thought? Who would have thought Dorian Finney-Smith when he came out of Florida and was like just like an undrafted player trying to make it on this roster would have such an impact on this team, both culturally and on the court, to be like a guaranteed starter and to be like one of the most coveted you know, wing players in the NBA right now because like there's yeah. not many players that play defense the way that he does and shoot the way that he does. And uh, it's wild to see that. So I hope that's I, this. This one of all of them is one I hope is the most true <laughs> is that he does finally get the national attention. I mean, I don't know. Best season for Luca's uh, career would be awesome. Uh, let me ask you. I'd this rather one. have Dorian. I'd rather have Dorian get his love out of these three players. Which one of these three uh, gets like some rumors about extension talks? Frank Nelikina, Dwight Powell, Christian Wood. Well, I'll take Dwight out because I don't know if there's playing time enough, so I'll eliminate that one. I don't even think that's an elimination. You think so? I'm just saying, like, are 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 you telling me you would be shocked if it's I don't know the extension deadline and stuff for this, but like if it's February, March, he's on the roster past the deadline, and it's like, hey, Dwight Powell agrees to a you know two year, sixteen million dollar extension. And it's like $8 million a year for the next two years after this year. As much as we talk about Theo Pinson and we talked about Boban previously as a vibes guy, I think Dwight Powell is more of a vibes guy than we than we think. He's he's not super... Are you telling me this? Out with I'm, <laughs> tell, I'm telling you the listener. I'm telling you the listener with this. And so uh, there's a... The Mavs signed Theo Pinson to come back as a vibes guy, so I guess I wouldn't put it past them to re-sign and extend Dwight to be a vibes guy. That still is decent and a good a good backup center. Yeah, I'm but just I, saying I, the big the biggest conversation will be Christian Wood though and his extension if it happens or if it doesn't. I don't think it happens. No, 
Shocker. But but it'll be talked about more than Frank Nilakina's. No, yeah, I don't think Frank's happens either. But it's like I, I mentioned Frank in there saying, "What if Frank does take a hold of this backup point guard spot and he plays well and he's playing good defense?" And it's like, are you shocked? I mean, I, I probably am. But are you shocked if it's you know January and he's getting a two year extension? It's like <laughs> five million a year or something. Especially considering everything this franchise just went through with Brunson, they're like, ah, oh, we don't want to touch the not extending a player when we can thing ever again. There you go. That's the headlines that we think are going to happen. That's the debates. That's the talking points we think are going to happen at some point during the season. Let us know yours in the comment section below. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen. Locked on Fantasy Basketball with the absolute GOAT, Josh Lloyd. He's got a Mavericks preview that I was on. He's got a bunch of other stuff that you can check out over on his channel and on his podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.